0: This week on Casa de Confidence, we have Melissa Slemp. At 14 years old, she was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. After 39 years, Melissa has created the Shred Framework, a foundation of five key intentions, easy steps to build your core health energy. Welcome to Casa de Confidence,
1: a podcast for women
0: and some cool dudes
1: going in the direction of their dreams and the confidence it takes to reach them. I'm your host, Julie DeLuca-Collins,
0: and your sidekick, handsome hot husband. That again.
1: I am a dreamer, a traveler, a visionary, and risk taker. I'm a lover of books, activist, philanthropist, and most of all, we are a supporter of people and their dreams. If you stumble into the Casa for the first time, welcome. If you've been here before, we're so glad you're back. Grab your drink of choice, settle in, and make yourself at home.
0: Hey, Julie, how are you doing today?
1: Happy Sunday.
0: Happy Sunday. Hey. Hey, we say that every week.
1: Okay, so you know maybe, why? Why?
0: Because we record on Sundays.
1: And we we want people to know. We want them to have a good day. Well, actually, happy whatever day you're listening to us.
0: Happy whatever day you're listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> By the May way, every day be happy, be joyous, and happy.
1: You know, here's the thing. Well,
0: you know, there are days that are hard, and they're not so joyous. They're not hard. And I think hard. those days. Well, the days that are are more difficult, challenging, and not challenging, difficult. can in the long run be the most rewarding because that's where you learn, and 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 it makes those days that are happy and joyful even more joyful when you get to them. Right?
1: Well, here is what I'm going to say.
0: Well, you 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 probably know better than me. So.
1: No, I don't know better than you. You know a lot more than me. And certain things, but here's oh, okay. what I've learned. what you learn? And I actually, you know, I have not been as consistent with this and I need to really go back into it. Mm. But gratitude is one of the ways in which I find that in the days that, that things are challenging you can actually refocus yourself when mm. you keep a gratitude journal and I've crept again I've talked about this like I've kept a lot of journals in my life but when I am intentionally looking for the good stuff okay then it is easier to find the gratitude in the little things you know friday for instance <laughs> i was having a little bit of a meltdown yeah you were well because i i i had not I don't know what was going on, but I had not slept well at all. Mm -hmm. I was probably tossing and turning the majority of the night. Right. And I would just like give up and like whatever, give up, get up. And really running on very little sleep. And it had been the kind of thing where I was sick at the beginning of the week. Well, not sick. I got the booster on Monday and it knocked me on my bottom on Tuesday Fever.
0: That's her butt, just so you guys know.
1: I was feverish, chills, and I thought, oh, crap, how long am I going to be sick now for? Mm
0: -hmm. And, of course,
1: the fear of, like, because my body started to feel the same way I did when I had COVID. And I'm like, oh, no, oh, no, how long is this? And anyhow, so fast forward, I I was better on Wednesday.
0: And I I told you that uh, as you're starting to feel not so good, I'm like, yeah, a lot of people— have the 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 booster kick their butt. And she's like, well, why didn't you tell me? I'm like, I assumed you knew.
1: No, because I'm not watching the she news. She know. Anyhow, so yeah, so that was like such a crazy thing. And, and like mm-hmm. it was 24 hours, but it, it really, even though I was sick, had a fever Tuesday, chills, all kinds of things, body aches, I couldn't even like have you hug me because I was like, don't touch me my whole body was aching i anyhow fine wednesday but i canceled appointments on tuesday so then wednesday thursday friday i was slammed and by the time friday came about i was experiencing like this burnout like and i had a lot of different things and and a couple of appointments kind of dropped off my calendar people you know wanted to reschedule and i was perfectly grateful and happy for that but i finally like hit a limit cuz i'm like Please, you need my. You need to help me. You need to go get the laundry because. And here's the thing: like, I needed help, and I needed to ask for help.
0: I think what you actually said is like, I don't have any underwear. Can you please do the laundry? And it's no. Upstairs. Wait, wait a minute. I, bring, well,
1: I may. I had done laundry, and it was down in the basement. Yeah, you did, needed to were, bring it up. Laundry, Let's just. There see. was
0: laundry downstairs, yeah. and our our laundry's in the basement.
1: And I, I can't stand it. It's like one of my least think, favorite things. I think the
0: goof-proof part of this whole scenario is to is is to get the laundry upstairs. I, I think I need to get I need to come up with a solution to get the washer and dryer on a different floor than the basement.
1: Hey, ladies, do you notice how this is happening? Like,
0: oh, yes, I'm trying to solve problems. He's here. trying to solve a problem and My I'm bad. just
1: talking about it right and now. And you know and, what? Yeah.
0: And you know what? On the day that she was having her mm-hmm. little meltdown,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I am going to give myself kudos. I did not try to solve any problems. He listened. I just listened. That's right. It and was then very after nice. she left the room and went back to work, I proceeded to. Yeah, it, it do the very things nice. that she was struggling with, but
1: it was very nice. And here is
0: that was very difficult not to try to try not to solve the problem because right I there. told I you like to you're just looking
1: that. at me with this like deer in the headlights look like because I I was very like matter I felt like I was talking to a four year old not that you are a four year old our neighbors outside Sometimes with a short sleeve short sleeve shirt and. 23-degree weather right now. I just saw him walk by. Sorry. Oh, my God.
0: Did you just get distracted? I
1: did get distracted because oh I God. saw a guy with no sweater in 23-degree weather. It's Sorry, New people. England. It's New England. He okay. grew
0: up here. I grew up here. That's how we roll. Okay. Well,
1: fine. But back to me. All right. I was like, Dan, I'm going to tell you, I am not having a good day. And this, 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 anyhow, and you're just mm-hmm. looking at me like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I was kind of expecting a little pushback, but no, to your credit, you were like, fine, I'm not going to like, and I, you went downstairs, you did what I asked, you brought my laundry upstairs, and mm-hmm. that was the other thing, I'm like, I do not want you to bring laundry up if it's not going to get hung up, mm-hmm. because that's my biggest pet peeve, too, like, I don't want stuff to come up and just to, like, move from one pile in a basement to another pile upstairs, Right. and I, I folded when it's downstairs, I tried to fold it so that it comes up folded or hung in mm. anyhow. But here's the thing. Like I'm having this terrible and I I texted my friend Seth who, you know, some of you have heard, he's been on the podcast. I'm like, Seth, I don't know what's going on with me. Like I am like, I need to get grounded. Like I am all over the place. I'm really struggling. And he's like, okay, take a deep breath. I forgot what he said, but here's the thing. Like I let the dogs outside And then all of a sudden there was in, I don't even know, it was very cold, but there was a cardinal right outside the door and it was cold. And this cardinal and I are really close to each other. The dogs run out and he's just there chirping at me. And I took a deep breath and I thought, hmm, someone is visiting because I believe in these things, right? Someone is visiting and telling me to calm the F down. (laughs) so that was my friday so yes back to what you were saying about challenging difficult and whatever days we all have them and i think that the most important thing is to be able to just take a deep breath and realize that this is what's going on and this is where we, what we're feeling. And sometimes we just go through and we're feeling all these emotions and we're feeling so burnt out. And then we just like crash in either, you know, drink too much or, and these are behaviors that I've had in the past or like too much, one bottle of wine, or I'm going to eat too much, or I'm going to like tune out on the television, or I'm going to just scroll TikTok. I made it a point to not do TikTok that night. Because I did not want to, like, I wanted to process the day. I wanted to be, you know, just kind of aware and be in that state of awareness, which is important.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, there's one thing that I
0: learned this week. What did you learn? Okay,
1: it blew my mind. Okay, you know how, like, you hear somebody say something, and then all of a sudden you're like, what? And, of course, you know, I go look it up, and I do, like, research on it, and I'm like, Oh, Oh, my God. So Mm. here's the thing, people. You know how my word for the year is connection?
0: Connection. Mm -hmm. Yes, I do. I remember. You do. Okay, perfect.
1: So I have been really, because I want to feel connected. I want to feel connected to the moment. I want to feel connected to people I love. I want to feel connected to my clients, connected in the world, um, and... I, because again, this time of year for me is very challenging. I seem to like every year winters become harder and harder for me and I'm trying to move my body more and in a full disclosure, not been very good at this, (laughs) not been very good, but I'm going to keep trying. And I heard, uh, Brene Brown was being interviewed in this, uh, show it's on YouTube And, you know, DM me if you want me to send you the link. I'll send you the link to this and say Brene Brown loneliness. She was talking about how there's a study that says that if you are lonely, loneliness is as deadly as being a smoker, as being overly obese, having heart disease. And it actually has been proven to decrease your lifespan by 15 years. Hmm. So if you are lonely, these negative emotions actually can toll away at you. And wow. I, I, I am just blown away because I think that for me, being someone who's an extrovert, who likes to be around friends and doing things and whatnot, um, I could see you know how loneliness can really take so, a toll.
0: So you're saying that finding people, finding a community, finding other people, um persons that you can be with is just as important as diet and exercise.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Wow. I am venturing to even say that. And and I didn't finish reading the study because it was very long, but I read like the top headlines of it and I just thought that you know we 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 are living in such a state. And oh the, this is the other thing too that she said. She was saying that in the <sighs> presidential election for John F. Kennedy, I think it was. Right. That like counties the the counties that have voted like it, it one way or the other for that presidential presidential thing. Mm-hmm. They were like a twenty percent red or twenty percent blue in during the, the Kennedy election, right? But if you move to the Clinton election or if you move to current elections, it's more than 80% of a county is a certain, you know, it, it tends to go either blue or red, which means that we are self-selecting ourselves more into like-minded communities, but the amount of people that are lonely is higher now than it was before, hmm. and I, I I was thinking how we want to kind of be with like minded people, and this is what I've always said. there is nothing wrong with a good conversation that is open and honest and respectful. And you should hang out with people that are totally different than you and that have different opinions because it kinda makes your mind more open. And that's that's it. Hmm.
0: Well that's interesting.
1: I thought it was be very interesting. Very cool. Anyhow. So, um yes.
0: What are you drinking right now?
1: I'm drinking water. Yeah. Because I I had what did I have to drink earlier? I, I had two alcoholic beverages already you, today. You had
0: a Bloody Mary. Mm-hmm. You had We went a, to brunch. You had a left-hand nitro stout.
1: Oh, that was delightful. It was a nitro stout. First of all, I would not ever have pegged myself to be someone who drinks stout beer.
0: It's stout season. It's winter. It's winter. It's warms, delightful, though. It warms the cold Parts of your, yeah, yeah, and by I don't the know way, what I was trying to say, but yes, stouts are good. You know, you, know, you gotta get the right kind. Like you that know, one what was good yeah. because it's kind of creamy.
1: Yeah, it was like it's a, a nitro.
0: It's a it's a milk nitro stout. It Doesn't have milk in it, obviously. Obviously, but it's one of my favorite stouts. Uh, mm. My left hand brewery, not yeah. a not an ad.
1: Okay, first of all, can I just tell you, my right hand is very cold. My left hand. It's very warm. What's up with that? It's
0: because you had a left hand stout.
1: (laughs) That was hours ago. We, Before you're having a We went out with, uh, so oh, we sorry. were celebrating the Rouses. We, well, not the Rouses. We were celebrating Arlene Rouse, my girlfriend. It was her birthday. it was her birthday on Friday. Mm-hmm. And yesterday we went to the spa.
0: Spa day for the girls. And then we
1: did lunch with other girlfriends. Mm-hmm. And after that, we, we went to the went, hockey game.
0: We went to see the Rouse's son play hockey. He scored two goals. Mm-hmm. You know, in the last game, he, he scored a hat trick which is three goals three goals it's, i know it was good it was exciting it was an exciting <clears> game <throat> watching these high school kids play hockey and then we then we went to the races and oh yeah had we had dinner, dinner and played some games and then i left my car over there and then we went out for breakfast this morning and it was brunch uh, It was yeah. It was eleven thirty. It was actually brunch. It
1: was like an early lunch, correct? Because they did not offer breakfast choices or brunch items other than a Bloody Mary, which is a must for my brunch. So, (laughs) hey, I
0: had a good week.
1: You did have a good week.
0: I returned to work Mm -hmm. after having days off and a couple extra days off Mm -hmm. after being sick, and it was it was a good time. It took a while to get used to being I'm having you know clothes on and. like that? <laughs> he, like you're you know. walking
1: around naked in this house? You got to be kidding me!
0: <laughs> really? You're in the office working? Yes, I'm naked in the no, living. No, he is no, not. No, I'm not.
1: First of all, by the way, there's a lot of people walking down our neighborhood today. What is yes, up with there people? Are. And see, people are like, trying to get out. It's
0: like two degrees, and everyone's deciding to be out and active. Well, I, they're you you trying know, to get out because, thing,
1: because we're going to have a yeah, you know show snow. of a weather tonight.
0: Yeah, we're getting snow and icy rain. Icy
1: rain, and then the it's going to be the gun gust of winds are going to be 40 mile per hours.
0: Mm-hmm. Ugh. So Winter. Julie, yes, it's going to be snowy here. And maybe some people might have a little extra time to listen to our guest, Melissa Slemp. Why don't you tell the audience about her a little bit?
1: Well Melissa's in Saint Augustine, Florida. Good on her.
0: Oh, can we go visit her? I think we should go visit her. I've never been to Saint Augustine. What? Fun fact. Yes. Saint Augustine is the oldest city in the nation.
1: It is? No, it, it is. is. <laughs> I did know that. <laughs>
0: you did know that? As a Floridian, yeah. you should know. Do you that. know
1: that's where Flagler College is, by the way. Flagler. Mm-hmm. Who's
0: who's Flagler College named after?
1: After John Flagler,
0: is it John, or you just make that up?
1: I know it's Mister Flagler, Flagler, or something. Flagler.
0: And what's Flagler? What's his big accomplishment in Florida?
1: He built the railroad.
0: Oh my God! You were like a historian today. I am so proud like to history. be your husband right now.
1: You should be proud to be my husband all a, the time. As a
0: former history major, I am just proud of of, of that. You know that information.
1: Mm-hmm. Listen to me. Anyway, I happen to like um, history. So, no matter what it is.
0: Don't watch documentaries with me, though.
1: I I watch documentaries, just mm-hmm. not the ones you watch.
0: Oh, okay.
1: You know, I just have to say. So,
0: anyway. So, what's up know, with Melissa?
1: Yeah. So, Melissa and I met through Pearl Chiarenza, who, by the way, Pearl has not been on my podcast.
0: Mm, hmm. I think you. I need to remember. You've been on her well, podcast. We, yes.
1: But we've been talking about being in having her on my podcast, and we just haven't been able to to make it work yet. Uh, but Melissa and I met through Pearl. And I have to say, here's something that really hit home for me. She works with women um, because she's a certified health coach, right, and, and a personal trainer. But she helps women who are um, dealing with maybe a diabetic Diagnosis, and she can do so because she herself is a diabetic. She was diagnosed with type one diabetic when she, type one diabetes when she was, I guess, fourteen, and she has been dealing with this and creating healthy habits and learning about how to manage this. And one of the things that she does is. She helps individuals with the five key steps to keep their weight, mood, blood sugar, and everything they want to be consistent. And you know, there's a, a lot of different things for women of a certain age, menopause, um, that ha- are, 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 we're dealing with. Right? I, and I'm not n- dealing with an empty nest, but many are. And you you are are working through the curveballs that life can send you. And Melissa's the type of person who is just amazing at helping individuals really create food freedom. Mm. And whether you're diabetic or not, she has a wonderful blog where she's got some great recipes. And the other thing is she can look at what you're going through with a special type of eye because she has been there and I I really enjoy talking to her. She's phenomenal. And um, I am hoping that anyone who listens to this podcast, whether you need to lose weight, whether you um, are looking just for some health tips, you really connect with Melissa because uh, she um, has studied at the Integrative Nutrition Institute. And again, such a wealth of information that she is.
0: Well, very cool. Well, I'm looking forward to this because I haven't listened to the interview myself.
1: You have not. Well, I have not like listened
0: it. to it yet. I'm going to listen to it, and I'm going to listen to it on my way to work tomorrow in detail.
1: Why you don't listen when you
0: like edit? Well, I edit it for sound, but that's different than listening to the actual words and paying words. attention. You and mean paying attention? So there I'm going to intentionally, go. on the way to work tomorrow, listen to this podcast. So that's when I listen to my podcasts. I listen to them in the car on the way to work. Wherever you listen to your podcasts, you know, that's a personal, that's a personal thing.
1: It sure is. It but, sure uh, is. Uh, yeah. Oh, hello, Simba. Hi, buddy. Hello, uh, Simba's here. Oh, so. Simba, Simba wants to come up. Anyway. All right.
0: Well, without further ado.
1: Without further ado, the amazing and incomparable Melissa Slemp. Please check her out. Enjoy. I am excited that you are joining us for this conversation. We have in the house today, Melissa Slump, And she is someone that I met, of course, through Clubhouse. And she was introduced to me by another amazing individual. But I love Melissa because she has a great story of her own personal journey and how she then turned that story to be able to begin to make an impact and grow the impact that she has on the lives of other women. So, Melissa, welcome to CASA. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell us about you, your journey, and what you're doing?
2: Yeah, thanks, Julie. I'm so happy to be here. Well. I am. I'm going to start with my age, which is just fine to start with, right? Sure. <laughs> I am 54 years old, and I have been living with type one diabetes since I was a teenager. So at 14, I was mm-hmm. diagnosed, and I've really, you know, this has been a journey health wise and lesson wise. And I've really, I'm enjoying the fact that I'm in a place right now in my life where I can share, and, and you know, just to help other women not have to experience the, you know, the stumbles that I do. So Mm -hmm. that is what I'm loving doing right now. And I'm very, very blessed to be able to do it.
1: I love that. And, you know, one of the things that I love about you and as I get to know you, and of course, you know, we've talked and, and I've gotten to know your business. And I know that for you, you live a very active life. You live in Florida and you do not allow something like, diabetes diagnosis to keep you down. And what was the journey like to get to um, throughout your life to learn to manage something that is part of, part of what's part of your life?
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's a
1: good point. Yeah. I,
2: our lifestyle here in Florida is it's, you know, it's very much outdoors. You know, we definitely enjoy staying active, which is a big part of managing diabetes. So I've been really lucky to enjoy doing that and, Mm -hmm it's, it's very pivotal. I think it's, it's really has allowed me for, you know, for better control with my, you know, with my health and to better share that with others too. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's a lifestyle.
1: Yeah. And And your husband is also a diabetic, a type one diabetic too, correct?
2: He sure is. Yeah. David, um, and yeah, and um, yep, yeah, he's, he's a type one. And, you know, we, we have that going on in the slump household, which obviously that makes it a lot easier, mm-hmm. you know, because that's, you know, we're both living with the same goals and aspirations with, you know, mm-hmm. enjoying life and reaching our health goals and staying, you know, within those limits of, of what we're doing. So yeah, you know, having that support is so um, invaluable. And I think that's, what's important with the coaching I do too, mm-hmm. you know, I'm able to, Um, You know, when you live with somebody with diabetes, you see the other side of it um, and it kind of bounces off of you. So that's what I've learned, um, you know, in um, the let's see, the 11 years that we've been together Mm -hmm. um, is is just seeing how it affects other people and, you know, to come in with that nurturing side.
1: Right. And that no. gives you a special no. perspective. I'm sure you, you trained at the Institute for Integrative Nutri- Nutrition in New York City. And it's great too. You know, as we trained and have the qualifications that, Um, education gives you but the greater ability to be able to support others is going through the process yourself and and you see that on a daily basis what is it like when you take the skills that you learned and also understanding how it is from the other side with living with someone who has type 1 diabetes when you're actually working with clients tell me a little bit about that
2: Yeah, you know, I I work one on one with other women. And, you know, it's different stages in their journey. Some are pre diabetic, so they're getting that health scare, or they're not quite sure Mm. what to do. And, you know, nutrition is not something that we are um, taught. And I was lucky, like you said, to spend a year with IIM, which is a great school and um based in New York City and I just loved every minute of it. I love to absorb the knowledge and I love to be able to give that back into, you know, to really help other women. You know, I think we're we're over um we're all overwhelmed with information. You know, I think that might be yeah. part of the issue. I think m- most of us can walk around and say that we know what to do, um but just filtering through all of this stuff that we learn and trying to figure out what's going to work and then starting. That's always the hardest part is get started. So that's what oh, I do. I, gosh. I meet with them, see where they are, see where they want to go. And then we come up with a plan to get them there. So
1: yeah. Yeah, you know, it, sure starting it, I think is one of the things that we all struggle with. I just did a TikTok on this and I, you know, believe it or not, just start. And I think that there are so many times in which we are trying to do something for ourselves or for our business or what, you, whatever you name it. The starting point is difficult. How do you mm-hmm. walk someone that is unsure and maybe is coming with a lot of scared uh, feelings and is then uh, needs to be ushered through something like this? And how do you usher them to start? What are some of the things that you do? Uh-huh. And, you know, and this kind of ties into, you know, what
2: you do here on this podcast is really building confidence. Mm. Um, I think what happens when women are diagnosed is that lack of um, knowing what to do. So they feel like they feel in some sense of failure at what they've done with their health so far, not really understanding what got them there. So I think small, easy, simple steps is the best way. And That's always what works with, you know, with the women that I do work with, you know, it's starting out small, and it's usually the low hanging fruit, as we like to call Mm it, Um, the things that they're doing okay with. So we just polish those habits up a little bit, a little bit more. And that just kind of snowballs into other things. And it you know, that happens for all of us in life with any sort of goal, right? It's, it is about seeing progress, and then saying, huh, I want a little bit more of that, right? Give me more.
1: Yeah, give That's me a more. you start feeling good, right? <laughs> yeah, for you, and, and, and I want to talk a little bit more, not so much about what you're doing and your personal journey with diabetes, but let's talk about other areas in your life because I think that how you show up in one area is typically what happens in others, right? What has happened to you? Um, have you also felt maybe lacking in confidence and jumping into a new endeavor? And how did you overcome that? And what are some of the things that you've learned from taking and starting and doing the thing and moving forward? Yeah, I, you know, my journey
2: with diabetes was very rough at the very beginning. My childhood did not have a lot of the, um, just the basic needs that we, we you know, that most of us are, you know, expect to have growing mm-hmm. up. So, and then when I was diagnosed, um, I really, I didn't have the medical tools that I needed to really properly manage my diabetes. So I think that's where the confidence really kind of, fell for me. I mm. didn't have a, um, an opportunity to gain confidence to manage, um, my blood sugar and all of that. Wow. And it weighed on me to the point where I was very, I was very embarrassed about my disease. I mm-hmm. hit it. Um, I wouldn't test my blood sugar. I wouldn't, oh. if I had a low blood sugar, I wouldn't be eating in front of other people because I thought it, it, um, it was like a um, magnifying glass on my issue, on my disease. Uh, I was very, very embarrassed by diabetes. So, and it took years to come over that, you know, to get over that, right. to overcome that. And it, it did. It took time. It took really trusting people, um, knowing that I could trust people mm-hmm. and that I could truly just be myself. And it's been, it's been an amazing other side. I love where it is now, just being able to be so open and honest. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, that helps other people, doesn't it? Obviously, you know, when we are sure. our, our own true honest selves. People see that they notice that, and it it influences them in the same sort of um, manner. So, I'm yeah. very happy to be able to, you yeah. know, kind I'm of turn amazed. my pain into a purpose, is what I call it.
1: <laughs> you know, I I'm amazed in, in in that you know there is a journey that we all have to go through, and I think that um, going from someone who was ashamed of even bringing attention to her disease to now not only talking about it openly but also turning around and using her story to make an impact to others. What do you think is the the turning point for you to be able to start um, owning what you were going through?
2: Yeah. And, you know, I think it really was taking my health more serious. So Mm -hmm. I started to focus on doing the right things more consistently. Mm -hmm. And then when I started to feel better literally feeling better. I mean, balanced blood sugar makes right. you feel better. Oh, um, for sure. That gained my confidence. And then I think I was slowly getting, um, over the years, I was getting a lot of um, feedback from people about what I was going through. And I was able to really carry it as more of an honor, mm. you know, to feel honored that I was given something that tested my strength. Um, That was challenging. Mm -hmm. You know, we all have challenges in life. They all look and feel different for everybody, but we're all challenged. That is part of being human here and being, you know, here on earth. And yeah, and that is really where I think I, I was able to see in myself that I had it, that I had the strength that I could do this. And then I soon just, I was able to turn it into just simple, a simple way of living. Um, Mm -hmm. Not always easy. I'm not saying it's easy some days. But it's very simple. Um, And that sure does make it easier when you can
1: just kind of check it off every day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, You know, I I, I was certified as a tiny habits coach over the summer. And that's one of the things that I feel that um, has made a larger impact than how I'm working with clients is because I've always believed that simple is best. Although I Mm -hmm. like to control things. And I'm like, oh my God, let's just get it done. Let's do it. Let's not overcomplicate things. Right. But simple habits are just the cornerstone of finding success, especially because we're not always motivated to do the thing. Right. We're not. And, and if it's new, then we're even more nervous and we're adding another layer. So it's important to be able to keep it just in manageable steps. What do you find is the biggest thing that people struggle with in keeping it simple?
2: Oh, you know, I I think just um, as we are a society right now, I think it's time and just trying to manage all the things mm-hmm. and not putting them their their health first. Um, and not I I think it's you know they don't always realize how important you know I believe health is our number one asset. You know, right. it's it's going to empower all areas of our lives. So we need to start with it first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Women don't tend to do that. We tend to, you know, mm-hmm. we're nurturing right. everyone around us, which is great, but um, a happy, healthy mom and mother and wife and sister serves the world so much better, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: You can't pour from them empty cup or you can't survive, mm-hmm. you know, without having that oxygen mask and, and people rely on us. And I think that many times we feel that Um, guilty if the people that rely on us we put ourselves first but ultimately we are giving to them more it's definitely a balance isn't it yeah yeah our capacity is greater for sure melissa growing up did you grow up in florida i grew up i was born and grew
2: up part of my childhood in um new hampshire
1: oh i think i did know that i did know that and then how did you end up in
2: florida I moved back down here when I was in middle school. So we, I graduated from high school in Daytona Beach, Florida, and then moved to St. Augustine after graduation. So it's I've so been pretty here down from, there. I love it. Love it. We are so, so thankful. Yeah,
1: we're surrounded by water. And yeah, yeah it's just, it, there's lots to do. Yeah. And, and if you haven't been to St. Augustine, you have to visit is the oldest city in, in mm-hmm. the United States. And it's so quaint and historic and and haunted too, from what I hear.
2: <laughs> I have yet to be on one of those haunted tours. You know, Maybe my sister Nick went Cass. over the
1: summer. and she, <laughs> She's really into that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's so awesome uh melissa yeah. as, as far as you know some of the journey that you've been on who do you you say is the most influential part uh, uh the person or individual that has really helped you along the way and how do you take what they have um imparted in you and then turn it to be able to use that in your life personal and business yeah you
2: know i, I think it's different areas of my life i definitely have some close friends that I rely on and, or I should say I lean on, I don't rely on for friendship, that's for sure. but I lean on them and I trust in them. Some, um, some friends from church Mm -hmm. and our um, fellowship groups that is just, you know, it it keeps, keeps my foundation strong and keeps me on track on all areas of my life. Um, Kim is one of my dear friends. She's a health coach here that lives in St. Augustine along with me. I don't know what I would do without her. We definitely help and support one another. And, you know, and I think um, I'm very, very um, I, you know, I look at my mother. My mother had um, she's her and my dad are still married, and she has had quite a journey um just raising us children and you know, all the you know, we, we moved around a lot when we were kids. So I admire her strength. She is just incredibly resilient. And, um, yeah, it's and I, you know, anytime I'm thinking I can't do something, I'm like, wait a minute, I came from a very strong woman. (laughs) Mm. If she did it and I know that those genes are within me, you know, I always I always think of her. And, yeah, she definitely inspires me.
1: You know, I think that that's so telling of um, strong women. We typically have the example of other strong women that had come before us and have really forged the way. I actually was having a conversation with someone yesterday on the importance of being able to create um, that example, because I think that not everyone had that example of a strong, you know, woman that can manage it or handle it or figure it out. And it's important for us to normalize these examples for others. And as young women are coming behind us, that they see that, um, we, we can do it. Um, so I love that. Is your mom in St. Augustine also? She sure is. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. great. That's awesome. And mm-hmm. as far as your dad, what was one of the things that you feel when you were first diagnosed with your mom and dad? Um, I, I know, you know, I have a friend whose daughter was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, and I I know that, that she she really was rocked. What was one of the things that you feel... Uh, your parents went through that you've learned now that you can help other women as there, maybe they're helping navigate their children through this?
2: Right. You know, it was 1982 when I was diagnosed. Um, and I tell this story a lot. Um, you remember back in those years, we didn't even have internet. Yeah. We, we were going to the library to look up our information. Yeah. We, we are from the so, generation
1: that used to yeah. whine our tapes with a pen, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: so unfortunately we were very in the dark about what diabetes was so I think my parents did the best they could with what they knew uh-huh. um but there wasn't a lot of attention put on it and so that's I think that's where uh-huh. throughout my childhood and my teenage years is where I didn't take it real serious because I didn't really understand it
1: uh-huh. um, and that
2: was part of the hiding of it you know it was just right something I didn't have to share with other people or mention or, or even focus on at all. So Mm -hmm. I, you know, I think it was just the generation of where we were and what we were doing that it didn't um, it's definitely not like today. Gosh, nowadays, I guess if there's any time to be diagnosed now is the best time Mm -hmm. because uh, medical, you know, the tools and the technology we have and the support systems we have, yeah, there's, there's so much out there to help um, um, anyone diagnosed at um, any age.
1: You, you also alluded earlier, and I think that this is, uh, you know, a point to follow up on. And even with what you're saying now, there's so much information, Melissa, Um, Mm -hmm. everybody, you know, there's definitely a lot of, a lot of resources. How do you Um, support clients and help them navigate through the wealth of information that, you know, is at their fingertips? And how does someone, whether it be diabetes or just a health journey in general, how does someone pick and choose the information that is best for their health? And how do you help Mm -hmm. them kind of weed through the, go through the weeds in that? Yeah. Oh, wow. And it's such a
2: different it's different steps for everybody. But I think the best thing we can do is ask questions. Mm. Um, And if the doctor is not sitting with you and answering these questions or is not pointing you to where to get the answers, then maybe, and I'm just going to say this, maybe it's time to find another doctor, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's some amazing proponent of that. Yeah. We definitely need to, you deserve the best care. You know, Mm -hmm. your health does matter. Um, And I think that's really where health coaches come in. You know, we're working within the healthcare system. You know, we, we don't replace doctors. We support what they're doing um, and to bring in the nutrition and the, and the lifestyle, very, very necessary habits that are, that are vital to a lot of these diseases. And, yeah, it's great. You know, there's a couple doctors here in town that I work with and I get <clears throat> referrals from. So they recognize the value because they don't have the time really to right. spend and to really dig into these, all these different things that, um, you know, that their patients are feeling and going through. Um, and that's really where, you know, um, I step in
1: yeah.
2: and kind of bridge that gap. But yeah, I think the answer to your question is just don't be afraid to search and to find somebody that you can trust and to have this, you know, to have this conversation Mm -hmm. with and um, yeah, just to, you know, to get those answers.
1: Yeah. I, I, I totally, you know, agree with you that we need to um, find the right tools and the right, the right support system. You know, you said something about, you know, you get a lot of referrals from doctors that trust you and know what you do. I, I wonder, can you, for the listeners share what is the difference? Because I get this question. What is the difference between a coach, consultant, coach, therapist, uh, but between you as a health coach and a nutritionist? Tell me a little bit about the difference for the listeners. And and I I have worked with you, so I know a little bit of what (laughs) you do. And I I understand I have a, a, a deeper, you know, understanding to a level than the listeners, but I would love for you to address that
2: yeah well it, typically when people go to a doctor and they get a diagnosis or a scare of a diagnosis they're they tend to be just sent home with um, a simple list or a quick list of what to do but a lot of a lot of people don't necessarily know n- number 1 why they got this diagnosis mm-hmm. what caused this diagnosis so a lot of them really want to be able to unpack that so that they can do a better job because i'm i'm a big believer and this is what health coaches do is really supporting the why yeah. and to find natural ways to Mm -hmm. kind of come out of it. I mean, even type two diabetes in many cases can be reversed. You know, Mm -hmm. it definitely is lifestyle driven. So the same habits that got you there can be changed to get you out of, you know, um, Mm -hmm. uh, to reverse that situation. So it's very doable. It takes commitment from uh, the person um, that is in it. And it is experiencing in this and as long as they are you know, as long as they are at that point where they're focused and that they know that this is important, that's when the next step can, can happen with a health coach. So it's really, it's taking what they're doing now, kind of rewriting that script a little bit. And like I said before, it's minimal changes. You know, we don't come in and turn everything upside down. You know, we don't come in and throw all the food out in your pantry. We don't do anything quite that extreme. That's drastic. Yeah, for you sure. Know?
1: And you can't, you, <laughs> that's it's drastic. difficult. That's, that's setting extreme. you up for failure when you're trying yeah. to change everything so drastically. I know, yeah. I know for sure that that's been, you know, so for instance, I, I started to experience over the beginning of the summer, spring, just a a little bit of a sensitivity. And I have an autoimmune, and I think you and I have talked about this. I have an autoimmune, and I started to notice a sensitivity to wheat, to gluten. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I know that during the pandemic, my diet changed drastically, and I was eating things that I typically didn't keep in the house and doing that sort of stuff. And I knew that I, I couldn't just say, okay, no, none of this. And zero period, the end, I needed to really create very small incremental steps to get there to try to make some of those shifts, but it didn't happen overnight. I think that Mm -hmm. that's an important point. Um, Yeah. Type two diabetes, you talked about it, you know, it certainly can't be reversed. Um, How do you, and again, with incremental steps and simple habits, uh, what would be the first thing that you help a client walk through if they were just diagnosed with type two diabetes?
2: Yeah, you know the first thing we look at is 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 a food journal. So I will send them a um, a printout. Basically, it's a um, a download that they can kind of um, import all of what they're been eating and their habits, and you know just if the best they can. because sometimes that's a right. lot to track. But you know because we don't know until we know, <laughs> so we got to get the facts. And then we sit down and look at that and we we look at different times of the day that may be their um, kind of their struggle times. Um, mm-hmm. So, again, it's very individual. We I do tend to start with the morning routine more often than not, you know blood sugar in the morning. um, And what we're starting with, Mm -hmm. with that number is so impactful, it can really, really kind of mess up your day if you don't start off on a, you know, with a good number. So starting with that early morning, um, you know, you know, the activities, um, drinking water, you know, looking at what they're putting in their coffee or their tea, Mm -hmm. um, getting some movement. in. so again, that is generally um, the snapshot, you know, just looking at what they're doing, Mm-hmm. And seeing what we can crowd out, because I love that term, crowd out what's not working and bringing in some things that can kind of, it's going to better support them.
1: That's terrific. I love that. Yeah. Crowd out. Where did you, did you make that up? It's, it's brilliant. No,
2: I can't say I did. I am <laughs> our school that I studied at had that term and I love it. Yeah. You know, it's much less intrusive than saying that we're going to change everything. Right. Yeah. So it's just, you know, a good example would be breakfast, you know, mm-hmm. say, you know, I'll use this example, say somebody is used to eating um, a bagel with 40 grams of carbs for mm-hmm. breakfast and a glass of orange juice, and, you know, they're not drinking water in the morning or something like that. And that's a very high glycemic breakfast. Mm -hmm. So naturally that is, that's going to set them up for um, blood sugar failure, basically. Uh, I'll just use that term. So we look at that breakfast and we're saying, okay, so what can we do besides that bagel? You know, Mm -hmm. let's maybe half the bagel, you know, maybe we'll do a half portion size. And then, you know, let's bring in some protein and some fat some healthy fats so that we can satiate you more and it's going to slow down any sort of a blood sugar spike. So that's what I work with. It's really looking at what they're doing and how we can change it up a little bit. And, you know, I'm all about delicious food too. Oh, So sure. that's another thing, you know, I don't think, I think people think, Oh, I get this diagnosis. I'm never going to enjoy food again. Well, no. trust me, um, healthy food is amazing. It's just knowing how to put it together and, mm-hmm. um, and you know to get out of that overwhelm, you know to think that it's never going to happen or that you can't do it, um, it's just small steps yeah.
1: and delicious steps.
2: Bonus but that right? is so
1: good. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, okay, so we're going to play a little game. I don't think I've ever played this on the podcast, but I, I am interested. And uh-huh. in, and in you can be very blunt, but I, I have started. Uh, simple habits to change and to reshift. What because typically I was having a protein breakfast before pandemic. That I either fasted through lunch or would have a protein uh, a protein shake for breakfast. And I haven't. Um, and then there during pandemic there is a bagel shop that opened here in town. Um, and it is a New York bagel, and I have to say it is the only place in Connecticut where you get something close to not really. But close to a New York bagel, and I, I I love my New York bagels. But so I I found that we were having a lot of those. So now as I've been reshifting, and um, especially throughout the summer, I've been working through. So I um been crafting this, and you can you can tell me if it's good, bad, or ugly, and um tell me if I should improve, how I can improve on this. So I made I I I make a sweet potato in the morning. But mm-hmm. and I don't, I use usually about four ounces. I don't use the whole potato. Um, and I peel it and I wait for it to cool down a little bit. And then mm-hmm. I use two eggs and a banana. And then I make waffles mm-hmm. with it. And that's okay. been my breakfast. And can I just say that keeps me satisfied and going till lunchtime Mm -hmm. and and sometimes past my lunchtime. I'm not usually hungry till about one o'clock and even if I'm starting out. So tell me good, bad, ugly, where would you rate that? It sounds
2: delicious. There's a lot of good nutritional elements to what you're eating. Um, But
1: if I could be honest. Yeah, go be honest. That's what I'm asking you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The um, banana is very high glycemic. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay.
2: And then you're including that with... um, you said waffles. So again, well, we no, have I to make look the
1: at- waffles with the sweet potato, okay. banana and the eggs.
2: Yeah. I, and if I were to redesign that or crowd out, I would say either the sweet potato or the waffle, but not both.
1: Got Okay. Because, wait, because
2: that is a lot of sugar.
1: No, you no, know, no. no, no. Add- I'm not making, I'm, I'm not making the waffles with the sweet potato.
2: Oh, okay.
1: So So, I thought you were eating all that. No, 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 no. So I take the sweet potato, I mash it. I take a banana, I mash it. And then I put two eggs, I mash it. And then I put that in the waffle maker.
2: Oh, I understand. Okay. So that
1: is your, now I'm getting it. Okay. So I was like, oh, I don't know. So I'm not, no, I wouldn't be eating the waffles. I've never been one for having sweet breakfast. And Mm -hmm. mainly I was using, I just started using the banana. So now, now that you get it, how far is it still too much? It still might be too
2: many carbs. Okay. And yeah. another thing to think about is you may need, um, and you do, did you say
1: you had eggs with that as well? Yeah. So I, I, I use the eggs to mix into the, mixed, into the so, sweet potato. Yeah. yeah. So it's
2: mixed in there. It's so you're getting in. some fat, you're getting some protein. Um, you know, that would be a good experiment experiment with you know, with somebody with blood sugar, you know, with yeah. somebody with blood sugar issues, just to see how much insulin, you know, that that is taking on, because, you know, because your your body's going to produce right. insulin for the carbs in order to turn it into energy. So we all want low insulin levels. Mm-hmm. So that's and, and that's one of
1: about. the concerns that I've always had both my my grandmother's were diabetic. So I've always had that in the in in my in the forefront of my mind, right? That I don't want to end up being diabetic, that I want to make sure that I'm taking care of myself and growing to be welderly uh, which is a phrase that I got mm-hmm. from a friend of mine. Um, I like that. But yeah, so I've been, I've been testing different things to keep me satisfied. I mean, sometimes I'll make the eggs and I'll have those with the uh, cottage cheese and uh, mm-hmm. maybe a fruit. I try, I'm, I'm, I'm working on having a fruit a day. So for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's Mm, that's good stuff. <laughs> well, only only trying to improve—that's for sure. So that's all we can do. That's right. right. I'm going to crowd out things that don't work for me. I, I oh my gosh, I'm loving that. I'm loving that you share that, um, <laughs> Melissa. Do you find that you're confident? I do, and you know,
2: I think we. And I'm going to be honest because I think as people, women, all of us, there are things we're more confident about mm. than other things, right? And I think when we know what our gift is, and I I know that it's like just talking with you here, I, I feel amazing, passionate, full of energy because it's, it's my favorite thing to talk about Mm -hmm. and to speak into. So I'm always confident talking about helping people with their, with their health. Um, You know, so overall, yes, confident.
1: (laughs) What would you say is an area that you need to work on confidence? What's an area of your life that maybe you need to work on confidence?
2: You know, I think I do tend to second guess myself on new endeavors, mm. right? The things that we're not quite sure about, We sometimes we make a mountain out of something that doesn't have to be so monstrous. And it's like what you were saying earlier, it's just taking a step, you know, you don't know until you step into it. But um, I am guilty of just avoiding what is is not familiar to me. And that's where my confidence will lag. So yeah. Something I definitely have to work on. Is- well, we're
1: all beginners, right? And new endeavors. Sure. And I think that these are, I actually, oh my gosh, I talk about this in my stories today cognitive distortions. We create these stories in our head that says, oh my God, you know, I, I, you're not going to be able to do that, or you can never handle that because it's new to us. But ultimately, these new things, we just have to remind ourselves, right? I'm working at trying to be better at this or I'm working at building this or I'm working on uh, learning this. And I think that once we repeat these things and we change the language, like you'll never get this or I'm terrible at this. And then that really uh, chips away at our confidence. So those are the things that we need to be able to do. Um, What's in the future for you? What dreams are you working on? Well, you
2: know, I'm always just... um, working with people and I love meeting new people and getting, you know, connected through different, um, sources like that. And right now I, um, I do have an event going on that is, um, it may not, it might be done by the time this podcast airs, but that's okay. Um, but within my, my program, I have Mm -hmm. coaching and some group programs that I'm going to start up in the new year, um, you know, to get more, Mm -hmm. um, I really love the group coaching, um, feel it's empowering. Yeah. I've done it before. And it's, yeah, especially when women get together, um, you know, they realize that they're, you know, that they're not alone in their journey. Absolutely. and it, Yeah. And the accountability that they can get from one another and the steps they take um, is just much more impactful. Um, I've seen that, you know, with, with, with the groups that I have. So I'm looking forward to starting the new year Ooh, with that.
1: So good. Yeah. I love I love group coaching. I have to say, you know, I do one to one and I do group and one of the things that I find, like you said, right, there's a level of accountability, cheering each other on. Um the groups I've the group that I had started in June and then the group now that a lot of them in and, and for me I I even though some of the clients continue to work with me, I do a 2.0 for them, right? We go a little deeper, we go a little higher, and I love that group coaching. I love the collaboration that everybody has. So I, I'm with you. And, you know, one-to-one clients are fabulous too, but I feel that at times, and this is why I add them to the, to the group Slack channel, because I want them to also collaborate and have that community feel. Um, how can people find you, Melissa?
2: Yeah, well, you know, the easiest way is to connect with me on my website. Um, my business is Abundant Health with Melissa, and I'm on Instagram, and my candle on there is at Blood Sugar Boss, Ooh, and so good. I have a Facebook group. But yeah, if you if you, um, just reach out to me through my email, there's a contact area there and shoot me a message. I'd love to, I, I love it when people reach out and, awesome. you know, ask questions and you know just to inquire about how they can better help their better help their health so yeah
1: uh, I think that that's so good. And I think that, you know, you talk about um, to manage my expectations with patience and grace. That's a quote that resonates with you. And mm-hmm. I I want people to, no matter whether they're um, in a food journey or in a business journey or in a life journey in their careers or relationships, manage your expectations with patience and grace. That's mm-hmm. something so powerful to take away from Melissa and what her mantra is. And I think that this can definitely appeal and, and apply to all of us. This is so wonderful. Yeah. Um, they would people be able to find you also in Clubhouse doing your rooms? I
2: am. Yeah, I have not done a room lately, I'll be okay. honest, but I'm definitely in and out of there. So again, mm-hmm. if they reach out and connect with me, then I can let them know when and you know, when a um, room, will be opening up with a topic. And I'm always I'm always up for topic
1: ideas. I love to hear what people want to learn more about. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, Melissa, you have a lot of valuable information. Uh, the more that I've gotten to know you, the more that I think that you're a great resource for uh, women. And really, you are an example of what it takes to shine in midlife. And I love this. Thank you for forging the way for so many of us. I appreciate you being here. Will you come back?
2: Oh, definitely.
1: Oh. Anytime. Really. <laughs> well, you're a rock star. Not Thank either. you for being here. And don't forget, everybody, connect with Melissa and all the socials. The information will be in the show notes. If you have any questions, please make sure that you uh, send an email back to Casa the Confidence, and then we would be happy to make sure that your answer your questions are answered. Melissa, you're you're amazing. Don't forget, no. go confidently, sure. everybody. Yes.
0: Thanks for joining us this week on the Casa de Confidence podcast with Julie DeLuca Collins. Remember to check her out on Instagram and Facebook and always click subscribe to catch every new episode. Remember, leave a review so we can continue to bring you fresh content. And as always,
1: I know that sometimes we get very lonely in this entrepreneur journey, and I want to invite you to join us into our limited time only Purposeful You Mastermind. For many of us entrepreneurs, we believe that we can do it all, but the reality is that doing it alone only creates a lot of overwhelm. So join us at the Purposeful You Mastermind. You can find out more information by going to bit.ly forward slash Julie's mastermind. This is going to be the place where you are able to then unlock your full potential and achieve long-term success for your business, push you behind your current limits, expand your connections discover new ideas, and implement them with confidence. You're going to get the support in all aspects and transforming you to the six-figure business you've been looking for. Pause and get off the hamster wheel. If you've been spinning around, this is a time where you can get that support from like-minded entrepreneurs that are here to join you in your journey. Together, we can challenge the assumptions and land the speaking engagements and opportunities we want to grow our business and make an impact in the lives of people. See you then. Remember, you can find the mastermind at bit.ly, Julie's mastermind.